0: This is the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West
1: and Elizabeth Hindman.
0: Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us.
1: Sometimes that will be through interviews and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table.
0: We're so glad you joined us today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked Podcast.
1: We are glad to be back with you guys. Yeah, we're really excited about this episode. I think it's going to be one that is maybe not the most fun, but definitely one that we know we want to talk about. We want to Address these kinds of issues. So,
0: yeah, and we really hope, honestly, yeah. that this spurs on a lot of conversation for you, mm-hmm. whether that's with your friends, your spouse, your, um, you know, friends from church, um, a small group, or whatever. But just how to, um, effectively minister to the people that we are encountering on a day to day basis, um, whether that's encountering in person, in line at the grocery store, or online, or wherever that may be. And so, um, you know, we're just super aware that we're ministering and doing life in a really broken world. And so, mm-hmm. we have brought on. Um, can I, I'm i going to call you an expert on the kinds of things we're going to be speaking about today. <laughs> I uh, don't but, feel like an expert. Well, we're, we'll call you one and let everybody believe that. How about that? That sounds good. Sounds okay, good. good. We have Dan Darling with us from the ERLC, which is the Ethics and Religious Liberty. Is it Liberty Commission?
2: Commission? Yes. Sometimes people add an S. Uh, yes. Right. Okay. Liberties.
0: I paused and was wondering. Religious liberty. But religious if they liberty. say
2: religious liberties, we don't get mad at them. Okay,
1: good. good, good. Thanks for not getting mad at me. Yes. So will you it's tell like when us... people
2: say Illinois is, instead of Illinois. It's like, yeah. yeah. You know.
1: What
0: do
2: you do? Yes.
0: Awesome. Well, will <laughs> you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, all that kind of fun stuff?
2: Yeah. So the ERLC, if you're not familiar with it, uh, we're a Southern Baptist agency mm-hmm. funded by the Church of the SBC. Thank thank you. And You're welcome. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And we have really two roles. We, we speak on behalf of Southern Baptists in the public square. So we have uh, an office in Washington, D.C., and we're regularly interacting on all sorts of issues, uh, human dignity issues, you know pro-life, um, you know, uh, religious liberty issues, uh, So anything ranging from, you know immigration to criminal justice reform to mm-hmm. uh, pro-life issues. And you know, we're interacting with members of Congress uh, and think tanks, and, uh, members of the media, executive branch, uh, just, just really active on behalf of Southern Baptists. So a really good office there led by, um, Travis, uh, Wuso, and his team. And so we're there. And, and I think right. a, lot of, a lot of the Southern Baptists, like rank and file Southern Baptists, might not even be aware that we have an office working on their behalf every day. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, like a few years ago, or sorry, a few months ago, uh, when they passed the last uh, tax bill, they took out the adoption tax credit, which is mm. really meaningful for a lot of people. Who oh, yeah. done. Right. And we were able to rally the troops and yeah. really be in there and, and defeat that because of our relationships yeah, um, on the hill. So that's just one example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we speak on behalf of Southern Baptists, but we also speak to Southern Baptists mm-hmm. and really to, to, you know, faithful Christians, just like on how to uh, live in this world, you know, how to apply the gospel to uh, cultural issues, to mm-hmm. issues in the family. And, and that last part is probably what we're, your audience might be most known for us. Right. We host conferences. We have a lot of content. Mm-hmm. We publish books with Lifeway mm-hmm. uh, on a range of issues, mm-hmm. which we like doing. Yes. Uh, we do study stuff for the church, all kinds of things we write. And, and then I – so I manage our um, communications, mm-hmm. so all of our content, and I, I do a fair amount of speaking and writing uh, on some of those issues. And I'm also a pastor, uh, like an associate pastor at a church in Mount Juliet Greenhill mm-hmm. Church. I'm a dad. Four children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a wife, Angela. We've been married for 16 years. What else can I say?
1: I and mean, that kind of uh, covers yeah, the gamut. I think so. What do you like to do for fun?
2: I mean, if there is any time for, f- you know, <laughs> right, right there somewhere. Um, I actually, you know, I love reading. Mm-hmm. I know I'm boring, but I just love reading. I love reading mm-hmm. history. I love it too. Like my idea of leisure is reading a biography of okay. someone in American history, president yeah. or somebody mm-hmm. like that. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Audiobook or regular books. I uh, like playing golf when I can, but I don't really get a lot of opp- uh, opportunities. I like sports. Yeah. Like uh, Chicago sports fan because I'm originally okay. from Chicago.
0: Okay. I can hear it. Now that you said Chicago. Yes. There's something about Chicagoans that you can just hear. It slips mm-hmm. in there. Yeah.
2: You can I'm from the suburbs, so it's not too thick, but yeah, it, it right. does slip in there. Mm-hmm. It's present.
0: Yeah. I love it. Um, you know, well, thinking about, you know, just – you can't go anywhere right now without being aware of you know whether it's notifications on our phone you know, via social media, you know, anything you're mm-hmm. seeing on TV, you know, in the grocery store line, wherever you may be, you know, just of all the stuff, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the – it's really easy, I think, for a lot of believers to turn a blind eye to some of that and just go, I don't have time for that. I don't know what to do. Like how how much um, – how knowledgeable do you think that we ought to be when it comes to, like, cultural things that are going on, political things that are going on, um, you know, in our in our sphere today?
2: You know, it's it's one of those things where I <laughs> – I used to say to people – I remember just making arguments like years ago to Christians say, like, you can't have your head in the sand. You really need mm-hmm. to know what's happening so you can know how to think about it biblically. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that's important, and I still say that. But I almost don't know that that's the argument you have to make because, you know, we're also plugged in. We're, all yeah. so, we're online. We're checking things. like We're getting pinged all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are posting on Facebook. We're getting notifications on our phone. And so – now I'm almost thinking we have to make uh, the opposite thing to say there's so much going on right you know how do you filter out the noise how do you mm-hmm. and I and I really think we have to just like you know there's a tension between you know we we we're called to live in this world right John 17 where I've not taken you out of this world but mm-hmm. I put you in this world where if we love our neighbors we should care about the things that affect our neighbors yeah, right. the injustices that affect them we have a say as american christians you know mm-hmm. we have a say in the makeup of our government and who leads us we have a vote so we're i think we're responsible f- before god for that so we can't just not be involved in what's going on because mm-hmm. how do you tell you you know how do you tell your unborn neighbor or your traffic neighbor or mm-hmm. your immigrant neighbor that you're loving them as yourself but you have an opportunity to speak up for me you don't do anything. Right, so I, yeah. I think we have to be involved. And at the same time, it is very easy to get so caught up in everything and be so just in this sort of outrage cycle and mm-hmm. mad at everything. And I think we have to realize, okay, what has God called me to do? Where am I? Where Where is my specific calling? What is he? What issues is he touching my heart about? How can I speak to them well? And how can I actually be involved locally or with organizations that are actually doing something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think like yeah. We think, well, I was mad on Twitter, so I did something. Right. right. Uh-huh. You know? Or, or or there's this impulse that I have to say something on every issue on Twitter. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people say that I'm silent. Right. And I don't know that we need to be sucked into that right. mentality. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally.
1: And that's something that I've seen a lot of people debate these days about what does it mean when I'm silent over this issue? but to speak about every issue, you would just, that would all be your whole feed. That's all you yeah. can ever tweet mm-hmm. um, because there's just so much going on and it's, so what would you recommend for for filtering or like what mm-hmm. are some of the best ways to stay up to date while being able to like filter and not stay up to date on every little thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's tricky. one thing
2: about being not, kind of, okay, what's going on in the world? Right. Um, And staying up to date. So like, plug our own resources yeah you'll see like i I feel like we try to help people understand what what's happening here Mm -hmm. um there's other ways too. you know world magazine has a great podcast called the world and everything in it okay you can listen for it's like 30 minutes a day yeah and my i know because my wife listens to it every Uh morning and i listen to it with her yeah Uh you know she's like doing her exercises and doing all that stuff and it just kind of runs through everything with okay. a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Here's actually what's happening, has experts on, you know, that's a great way. And then I think reading like good publications, you know, mm-hmm. things we put out, Christianity Today, World Magazine, uh, other. Pl- I, I try to read pretty widely for my job. Right. You know, so I read across different things. I follow people on Twitter, journalists, and mm-hmm. subscribe to several newspapers. Um, um, I've been reading the newspaper since I was a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. we got three newspapers in Chicago. We got the Chicago Tribune, Chicago Sun-Times, and the Daily Herald. And I, since I since and, and I'm, my mom says this, that I was reading it since I was like four or five. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm not bragging about that. That's kind of – I was kind of a nerd. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Just a little I read bit. The sports and I <laughs> yeah. read the news.
2: I don't know that you have to be as involved in news as I am and love yeah. it as much as I right. do. But I do think we should be involved. We should know about mm-hmm. our world. Uh, at the same time, I think – when it comes to speaking out on Twitter and, and social media, asking yourself, am I the best person to speak on this? Right. Do I have to have an opinion on this? hmm Do I have to say something right now? Yeah. There's this pull that if I don't say anything, people say I'm silent. Mm-hmm. Right. And there will be some who will say like, you know, the silence is definitely, It's like, well, maybe that person's not even on Twitter that day. or maybe Right. Right. And let's be honest, 10% of the world's on Twitter. Yes. Right. So most of the people in my church are not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so- Let's just get some perspective here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that is helpful at all. No, that is. And I think
1: a lot of times, like, I I follow a lot of people that I agree Mm -hmm. with, but I also follow some people that I disagree with. Yes. But I think about who probably follows me. And I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to be bringing anything new to the conversation Mm. if I tweet about this in their lives. It's more like, for me, it's more... um, Maybe the people that I interact with on the daily basis or mm-hmm. like maybe that's where I need to bring this a specific issue up because I know that they don't think the way I do. So maybe let's have a conversation about it in person versus because there's so much that you can't convey mm-hmm. via Twitter too, like oh, yeah. tone of voice. Um, even just like a loving way of saying something that you can convey when you're in relationship, when you're in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. That or do I
2: want to be part of this conversation right now? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. This is important. Mm-hmm. And I, I've changed a lot. Maybe it's noticeable. Maybe it's not. I used to think I had to speak out on everything. Mm-hmm. I'd have to tweet about everything. And i have right. to be in every conversation. And the truth is I don't. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's some things I care about and I'll speak out about if it's right. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Or you'll share articles. Hey, this is real interesting. This right. has really good points. Um, but then I think we have to ask ourselves, what am I trying to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I trying to signal to my own tribe that I'm with you? Right. Am I trying to signal, hey, I'm not like these other bad people? Mm-hmm. I think there's a perverse incentive on Twitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to sort of – towards cynicism, toward yes. um, almost like the Pharisee mm-hmm. saying, I'm, yeah. I, I thank God I'm not like this other person. Right. There's just that motivation, mm-hmm. even when it's speaking out on things that are good to speak out on, right, mm-hmm. to kind of say, I just want everyone to know I'm not this person. Right. So I think we have to guard our hearts in that way, too. It could be Twitter can be a great place to interact. Social media can be a great place, but Mm -hmm. it also can do things to our hearts that are not really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, like we've even we've talked about it, I know, on the blog and some Mm -hmm. other places, too, of just sometimes knowing yourself and knowing what's not helpful for you. And just going, you know, I'm going to I need to unfollow that for a while, that person, that organization, you know, whatever it may be, because it's causing constant tension for me mm-hmm. and I think we've just got to you've got to know yourself that way too to know where your own boundaries are with what's helpful and what's not and mm-hmm. um, what causes you constant frustration that you can mm-hmm. literally pull out of your life in an instant
2: right. right and the other thing is if someone only knew me from Twitter right yeah you know like there's some people I agree with on the issue I mean I really agree with them on a certain mm-hmm. issue but it's like every single day every single tweet it's just like oh my gosh please give it a rest yeah, yeah. you know other, do you have other interests in your life? <laughs> yes. Do, do, are you funny sometimes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, too, checking motivation goes with Twitter, but it also goes with Facebook and even with Instagram. And Instagram tends to not be as much like in the political mm-hmm. realm yeah. as right. a lot of the other platforms. But I think even just that's just a good word for whatever mm-hmm. you're tweeting, whether it's about a cause or about like just – Here's what my thought for the day or here's like, because we see that a lot with women who are Instagramming Mm -hmm. things because they want to be quote unquote vulnerable or they're tweeting or they're Instagramming things and having, Mm -hmm. but like, what's your actual motivation Mm -hmm. for posting that? Is it like you said, just to, so that you have thoughts on the issue and people know that Mm -hmm. you have thoughts on it, or is it more um, motivated by just really wanting to share the hope of Christ, you know? Yeah.
2: Here's something I found that today Mm -hmm. that's really, hopefully this is helpful. Yeah versus like I think there's a way to almost I hate using the word virtue signaling because you know mm-hmm. it's so misabused, but like am I trying to signal to to people that I'm whatever. I'm spiritual, right. I'm this or that. I mean mm-hmm. you just have to know our motivations. Um and I, I think there's a there's a tendency to um like just really try to I don't know how to say it. Like there there's a there's a temptation to kind of create a different version of ourselves than the offline Mm -hmm. version, For sure. I don't like who I am, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to create this person online that's different. Yes. Whether it's the angry Mm -hmm. troll. What's funny, and I haven't met a ton, but I've met one or two people who have a real angry presence online Mm -hmm. politically or something, and Mm -hmm. I met them in person and they're like, so meek and mild. Right. right. Yeah. So are they projecting this person online? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite? You know, like...
1: Right. Is that who they really are? Well, and they're yeah, like, in real life?
2: It, we want to project a different version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I also think there's a tendency to dehumanize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Because the medium allows us... To dehumanize so the person mm-hmm. we're arguing with is not actually a person yes. it's an avatar we're playing this game and we're trying right. to yeah. defeat people and i think we have to be wary of that oh mm-hmm. absolutely and that's where too in the teen
0: girl world that mm-hmm. i that i live in work in mm-hmm. um we see so many girls who use fake instagram accounts mm-hmm. that like they've got their kind of public persona that looks right that mm-hmm. you know is uses the same filter that mm-hmm. looks very intentional and then they have a lot of them will create a fake Instagram account that's almost like and it can be used for a ton of different purposes but one that I see on the whole the most is almost where they can actually be funny and be themselves and joke about things and not worry about how many likes and you know comments and things like that right. that they get like they do on this kind of more public persona mm-hmm. um, but just that even that trickles down to, to middle and high school students yeah. um, wanting to, to find their place but to also create an identity mm-hmm. that would be what everybody else would see about them.
1: And I have a couple of friends that I've just given permission. I'm like, if you ever see me post anything Same. anywhere that is not accurate to who I am, uh-huh. mm-hmm. please just tell me. So that I'm not yeah. projecting this fake That's image. That's really good. Um, and, so, and they've said, yes, same here. Please do that. And so we just kind of like hold each other accountable in that way. And yeah. so that they have permission to be like, hey, this is real weird. Why did you post this? Yeah. And yeah. I can just take it down. I also like, have, or even like, this is
0: annoying. Like, Mary Margaret, why are you doing yeah. this? So. I also have
1: Twitter editors, I feel like. I'll text some friends and be like, is this saying this right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll just yeah. send it to them before I tweet. But Yeah. So I think it's always good to have editors in all realms of life Mm -hmm. as an editor. Yes. I Mm -hmm. I, I love editors.
2: Yes. I'm a writer, been writing for all my life. I love editors. Mm -hmm. And it's true. We do need editors in our life. Yeah. Like life editors.
1: And I've had some, I've sent some of those tweets before to a Twitter editor and they've said, I don't really think that's what you want to say. Maybe work on it a little bit more or, you know, this is not really something that you should enter into. Mm -hmm. So um, giving people permission to To call you out on that is good. So when we hear, like, yet another news item, this is maybe going to overlap the last Mm -hmm. answer a little bit, but um, a lot of times these days, the news items are heartbreaking. Like, Mm. it's life-changing events for people, um, and we have the tendency now, because they come so rapidly through all of the different mediums, like, we have the tendency to either ignore it or to move on very quickly. So what are some best practices for listening and loving others well, while not being overwhelmed by this while maintaining the hope of Christ in our, in our online presence, but also in our like daily lives? How, how would you recommend? Yeah. I
2: mean, it's, that's a good question because, you know, we're flooded with Mm -hmm. bad news. Right. A lot Mm -hmm. of times, sometimes it's close, you Mm know, um, tragedy happening all the time. It can be hard to process. And, 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 and one thing that I always think about too is here we are in the West. Right. In a, prosperous environment, a privileged yeah. environment in many ways, mm-hmm. saying, you know, our problem is we got to filter out all the bad news because right. it's overwhelming us, which we do because there is mm-hmm. a kind of... But then, imagine people who are actually in distress. Right. You yeah. know, so for us to say, ah, I just have to like, I need some self-care because I, I'm getting too much. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a position of, I'm not saying any of that's wrong. It's just a position right. of, of, of not being in that situation. Exactly. But I do think You know, the one good thing is about the world in which we live is that we are exposed to more human suffering. Mm -hmm. Uh, People have actually said that, you know, if there's like a human suffering index, it's actually down. You know, these are actually better times than they were, you know, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. But we're exposed to more. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good in in the sense that it gives us a sense like of of the suffering of the world, the brokenness of the world, ways that we can pray, Mm -hmm. ways that we can maybe get involved where we have influence or voice. So, I think we do need to think like, what can I do about this? You know, can I pray? Can I, you know, a lot of times we're not in a position of influence. Right. Right. I'm not the one that needs to write that op ed, or I'm Mm -hmm. not the one that needs to speak out on this. Someone else needs to, but we can, you know, we can enter into it and listen and learn. Mm -hmm. I think we are exposed to more. I think we'll be held more accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, We're exposed to more stories than just our little world. Right. And so it allows us to think through. You know what? What is a Christian response? What? How should I be thinking about this issue? Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to be careful not to let. We have to. We have to be careful to say who is shaping the way I think about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but
1: no, I think that's good.
2: You know, we have to always examine like how are how are we being shaped? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Who's speaking into that the most, and are. Because even, too, from the idea of like, oftentimes we can put ourselves in an echo chamber where we're mm-hmm. only hearing mm-hmm. our the same voice echoing back and forth rather than letting some of those other mm-hmm. good outside voices speak in and some things that would bring up some dissension, some um, different type of conversation that I think we've got to make sure that we're hearing, getting the yeah. full picture, but not being overwhelmed by it, but then taking action too in the same breath. And and I, I'm going to totally misquote this, but I know C.S. Lewis said something to the effect of like, now that I've seen I'm responsible, just that mm-hmm. idea that like – and I think for our culture, like you yeah. were saying, look, we are in a day and age where we are going to be held more accountable because we're aware of what's going on right. and mm-hmm. we can see it with our eyes. And and I think, too, we often forget how those the things that are going on in the world can have an effect on the people around us much more so than we realize mm-hmm. until you get to know them, until you build relationship, yeah. until you hear their story and know where their family may be around the world or the situations that they're dealing mm-hmm. with that, you know, we may never we could enter in a conversation, give our view on it, and not realize how deeply it, it could impact some, our neighbor, right. um, you mm-hmm. know, literally next door. And we've got to be aware of those too.
2: That's really good, and and, and also, you know, how are we being formed?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, we're being formed in these subconscious ways that we don't realize. Um, we're being catechized in many ways, mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. sense, by the our intake of news, by our regular rhythms, like if. And we have to ask ourselves: Am I being shaped by the gospel? Am I being mm-hmm. shaped by uh, the scriptures? Am I being shaped by the story of uh, the story that God is telling? Right uh, through the scripture and in the world. And 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 many times when tragedy strikes, or we see things, we can't do much, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like. But one of the things we can do, first of all, we can pray. Number two, we can, because if we're a part of a local church that's tied to a denomination like ours Mm -hmm. we are doing something in the sense that we're you know disaster relief and things like that but also it's really important that we that we uh, think through these things biblically even if we're not in a position to do something because the way we think about them influences those people around us right Mm -hmm. so when we think about you know if, if we're if we're just being shaped by you know voices on the left or the right that may be have an ideological worldview that we mm-hmm. agree with, but isn't shaped by scripture, we yeah. can have flippant responses, right. which mm-hmm. then means our kids have flippant responses, means the people around us. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to like, how do we view these issues? How do we think about these issues? Right. Mm-hmm. I also think as much as we hear about brokenness, we also need to find the slivers of right, of beauty mm-hmm. and, tr- and truth and goodness in yeah. the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, my pastor has a phrase that I love and he talks about, when he talks about evangelism, he talks about it as advancing the hope of Christ. And I just love that that term because I think we can so easily get mm-hmm. bogged mm-hmm. down in a hopeless world. Mm-hmm. Like without Christ, yeah. it is all hopeless. Yeah. But because we have Christ, we know that he's mm-hmm. making all things new. He yes. will make all things new. And so even if that's the only sliver of hope we have, we have that. Like one day this will be no more. Yeah. Um, and so I think even in the way that we look at news items and the way that we interact like when we have peace about it and joy in the midst of this heartbreaking news that does show the hope of that we have in christ and the hope that he will make all things new
2: yeah and if you have good theology mm-hmm. if you understand the whole story of the bible right of god's both individual and cosmic salvation mm-hmm. um and the breaking in of the kingdom of god you you are able to do to do both well i mean jesus you know, said to Mary and Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. In other words, this death that's tragic is not permanent. Mm -hmm. And yet he was also to, to like, grieve deeply and be angry Mm -hmm. when he saw Lazarus, that this is the work of the enemy. So I think it keeps us from being, on the one hand, overcome with just despair. Right. But on the other hand, being flippant. I think yes. Christians can be flippant. Mm-hmm. God's sovereign. All things work out together for good. Mm-hmm. And he's coming back one day, which we all agree. We all believe wholeheartedly. But when you have this robust theology, you can understand how sin has penetrated the world so much that it's so deep and broken that we should grieve like Jesus did. Yeah. And yet we also are telling people there's a new world coming, right. folks. Yeah, Christ is, God has is broken in in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm Amen. bullish and... I'm biased, but I'm very bullish about the Christian story Mm. that I like to say, even if you don't believe it, you wish it was true. Yeah, Because this is the story that best answers the longings in the world and the brokenness and all that. Mm -hmm. That's what I think our job is as as Christians when when we're encountering these things.
0: Oh, for sure. And even today I was talking with a friend at lunch about how in John 3 and 4 we see Mm -hmm. Jesus with Nicodemus answering, you know, looking Mm -hmm. at a religious leader who came to him at night because he was trying to navigate you know, these questions, big questions that he had and Jesus spent time with him. That's where we find John three sixteen, like, you know, just this big story. But then right after that, we see the woman at the well, you know, the Samaritan woman that mm. Jesus was, you know, but in cultural terms, shouldn't have been with and shouldn't have been having a conversation with. And we hear her story, but then see that he offers her living water. And that then, you know, she goes and tells everybody, like, I've, you know, met this man who told me everything that I did. Like, come and see what's happened. And just the the polarization that that like that Jesus treated both of those people the same with the same dignity, the same Mm -hmm. kindness, the same patience in those conversations. And that we have the same responsibility to uphold it, you know, in that way.
2: Yeah, there's this age old, and I think really wrong struggle among Christians about personal individual salvation mm-hmm. and like works of mercy and and Jesus doesn't let you make that decision. I mean, Jesus cared about the whole person. Yeah, right. He cared about individual salvation. He's telling the most religious person of his day, Nicodemus, you too need to individually repent otherwise mm-hmm. you will not get into the kingdom of god so right. god does care about who gets jesus does care about who gets in and out of the kingdom mm-hmm. and yet he's also saying you know my coming is good news for the poor yeah. right and he's he's saying he's sending the disciples out in mark 6 teach repentance and then heal like mm-hmm. body and soul right? right jesus came as a human being he created you know as creator he created our bodies god god cares about our bodies. Yeah. Um and so as Christians we should care about both. Yeah. And when we come and we're like these healing agents in the world and we we care about people's brokenness and their struggles and the you know human bodies I think that really matters.
0: Yeah. You know and and maybe and I, I feel like you very much led with this tone today, and what you've said. But like from a like a pastoral perspective, you know, from where you serve in your church and how mm-hmm. you would, you know, look at your church members and you know people that you know, you know, how would you encourage, um, you know, your church family to to minister to people who have experienced, you know, things like abortion or sexual mm-hmm. abuse or her, have just are walking through some some areas of difficulty that maybe we all can't relate to, but that we are very much called to minister to? Like, yes. how would you help equip and encourage them, um, you know, as, as we're navigating these kind of, of waters?
2: I mean, I think, first of all, it's just really important for, for Christians to understand, you know, the nature of the kingdom of God is made up of Broken people, Mm -hmm. and that's that's really a cliche. But we shouldn't be surprised by the kinds of people God is choosing to save, right? In in you know, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised at the depth of brokenness from which people are Mm -hmm. uh, repenting, and 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 what God is doing in the world. So their past shouldn't surprise us. Um, People are hurting and and deeply broken. I think it's going to even increase. You know, as family breakdown and all those things affect affect the. Uh, the world, I think the church should be a refuge. And the church should be the one place where you're not valued for what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. for that's your good. gifts, mm-hmm. and for your strengths, and for your looks or whatever, but right. because you're a human being, created in the image of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we value for that. The kingdom of God is, you know, as the novelist Graham, uh, Graham Green said, that is made up of all the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's important. And we need shepherds in the church. People who are shepherding, coming yeah. alongside people, and not just the, the pastor, but small group leaders and friends, entering into people's sufferings and being present with them and walking alongside them. Yeah. Um. And then I also think we just have to have our really be steeped in scripture, so we know how to react and understand the world we live in,
1: yeah. and how
2: do we respond? And how do we have, you know, are we being challenged? You know. Um to really apply the scripture in ways that are mm-hmm. countercultural, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a lot though. Yeah. I
1: know. It's just so easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Not no. at all. But I
2: find, you know what's so fascinating? There's a lot of, neg- there's a lot of cynicism about the church. And I think a lot of it's warranted because of the things we discuss. Right. But then I look around at our church and I'm like, these are just ordinary people. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not on Twitter. They don't have blogs. They don't have books. Mm-hmm. Um, And God is mostly working in the world through ordinary people, Mm -hmm. you know, through people who just have regular jobs and are coming and being faithful and putting their guests on the table and whatever that looks like. So that's encouraging to me.
1: Yeah. And I think when you look back at scripture, like Mm -hmm. the people that God uses throughout Mm -hmm. scripture, they're all either ordinary people or they're people that really messed up in a lot of ways. And, um, So I think that can be encouraging too. Like you said, just know the story of the Bible, know the Mm -hmm. story of God's kingdom from beginning to end. And we were just talking the other day about how um, somebody was laying out like just a basic theology and we were like, it gets real dark here, but that's kind of how how it is. It gets really dark and really broken before then it can be built built Mm -hmm. up. And that's why it's such good news because we're aware of how, Bad things are without the good news of the gospel, yeah. um, and so I think all of this kind of works together to kind of we need to be somewhat aware so that we know the bad news so that we can see how beautiful the good news is, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yes, I have. I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> we, yeah. I could try, but I'm not sure I could put it any better than what you just said, you know. But this has been a great conversation Mm -hmm. today. Just, and I hope that wherever you are listening today, um, that you'll take a next step in um, in doing what it is that God has called you to do with the people that He has planted you among, um, the ones that He is giving you influence over, the ones that maybe you haven't even seen yet, but just that you could pray that He would give you eyes to see the people who need um, the hope of Christ, the hope of um, the kingdom of God, and just that that you would be. One of the the hope bringers to yeah. um, to a broken world, and that we can effectively do that wherever it is that God has called us and planted us. And so, um, my advice to you: don't hop on Twitter if you're not already there. <laughs> you know, stay stay where you are. Yeah. Don't you know? But but keep up to date and know what's yeah. going on. Be a part of the conversation, mm-hmm. and um, and just see what God will how He will use that in your life. So, this has been another episode of the March podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: In today's episode, we talked a lot about the news and cultural issues, and that's something we know a lot of you are parents, and so we wanted to also point you to this resource that actually Dan's team at the ERLC worked on with us, Lifeway, um, about talking to your kids about these cultural issues, no matter how old your kids are.
0: One thing that I really like about this Bible study is that it really kind of addresses all different ages of kids like mm-hmm. you mentioned um, but everything um, topic wise from gender issues um, to suicide depression anxiety pornography addiction and coping mechanisms same sex marriage singleness dating marriage divorce like I mean it really covers yeah. the gamut of a lot of big things that mm-hmm. that we know are going on in our world today right. and, but gives you a biblical resource to be able to navigate those hard conversations and even if you're not a parent honestly like to try to think of it's just a great way to develop your yeah. own library of knowledge and um, biblical foundation
1: for for some really tough issues we're dealing with today Mm -hmm. and it does it at an age appropriate level in a very practical ways so it's like here are questions to ask your three-year-old here are questions to ask your young adult child Um, and so I think that is super helpful for parents who maybe don't even know where to start or what is appropriate for a kid their kid's ages awesome
0: Uh, well we hope that you guys will check out Christ-centered parenting as well as the rest of the links that are going to be in today's show Mm -hmm. notes and uh, we will see you next time.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at C. and at ED Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us.
0: You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifebywomen.com forward slash podcast.
1: And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time.